Network.com. I mean, podcast where we have a healthy obsession with kaiju. It doesn't matter. We're an extension of the website. I am your co-host, Kenton. With me is your other co-host. Jason, how's it going, everyone? And so today we are rounding out our big week, unless you count the podcast we're going to do in two days on the discussion of Godzilla Minus One. We are wrapping it up with a commentary on Shin Ultraman here. Yeah, and I just I just got back to from watching uh, Godzilla Minus One last night. Not going to obviously not going to say anything about it until Sunday. So yeah, so tune in. Um, so. I have seen this movie, Shin Ultraman, uh, about three times uh, in the past. Mm. And like I've said before, I think on previous episodes of the podcast, that I thought that this film was a little bit better than Shin Godzilla. But that's sort of a almost a backhanded compliment considering <laughs> my thoughts and feelings on Shin Godzilla. Yeah, and I've, I've yet to see uh, Shin yeah. Ultraman. I know I – Sort of had an opportunity to see it uh, out of town about 45 an hour away from me, but uh, was uh, sort of busy or didn't have the time to do it on that day. It was a one-day showing, so unfortunately wasn't able to see it, but finally got the the Blu-ray and finally got (laughs) the time to get a Blu-ray player for my computer so I can freaking watch these. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So I think it's going to be interesting to get your reaction in real time here. Uh, I will give obviously more thoughts on it at the end of the film when we kind of do some final thoughts. Eventually, we'll do a general discussion on this as well. So I don't want to dive too terribly deep into some of the milieu of the film, but mm-hmm. we'll just kind of make comments like you do in a commentary as we go along. Um So uh, for those who have not joined us for a commentary before, what I do is I count down from three. I go three, two, one, go. Once I say go, you hit play or select on whatever device that it is you're using to watch the film in question. So, Jason, is there anything else uh, that we need to do before? Yeah, the the usual housekeeping, (laughs) as always. So if you see a subscribe button down below or above wherever you're watching us from, make sure to hit that subscribe button as well. Smash or stop the like button. And if you have any uh, comments regarding to what we're going to be commenting on here in just a couple of minutes, make sure to have your comments down below the video. And you can find everything Daikaiju Network all in one place at our link tree URL right there on your screen for slash Daikaiju Network. And we're available on the following platform video platforms such as YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, Facebook, and X slash Twitter. And we're also available on the following audio platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, as well as Podbean. And you can find both video and audio versions of our episodes right on our own website there at DaikaijuNetwork.com. All right, so without further ado, we're going to get going on the commentary. Jason, are you ready? Yep, I'm right on the uh, the play button here. All right, here. So here we go. Three, two, one, go. At least with this, I can just hit the enter button on my keyboard. Because <laughs> this uh, video, uh, Blu-ray player thing uh, doesn't... Let me do it with my mouse, unfortunately. So <laughs> you're about to say it won't let me do it with my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna put up the uh, the screen here so you wouldn't see our ugly faces. 
All right, the classic Toho yet updated logo. Yeah, it was kind of nice to see the uh, the Toho logo last night when I went to see minus one. Subaraya. Okay. Whoop. X A P A. <laughs> Zappa. Maybe. Oh, the Ultraman logo. It's kind of cool that they sort of redid that whole classic it, uh, Ultraman sort of logo. Yeah. That's, you know, I, I complained about some of the pandering and uh, Shin Godzilla, but my specific complaint was that I thought the pandering was just nonsensical in the type of pandering that they did. Mm-hmm. Pandering, I like. Yeah. Shin Godzilla. In some ways, I sort of like that because the original was very much, uh, you know, a reused Godzilla suit. Mm-hmm. I have to say... This is one of my favorite things about Shin Ultraman is this opening. I really dig this because I love Ultra Q, the series. Mm-hmm. Of I'm a huge fan of the original Ultraman series um, as well. And I know I gave Shin Godzilla, you know, some crap about the reuse of music, but that's because I didn't think other than Godzilla's theme, it was really appropriate. Mm-hmm. Here I think it is. And so Ano and Higuchi did a better job here of incorporating classic themes and other types of pandering in more appropriate places. Now, granted, I will still say that I take some umbrage with them reusing the old roars. Mm-hmm. Kaiju. I still think they could have updated them. Yeah. Although with with some of the visual effects in here, there were a couple instances where it seemed like they could have maybe perfected it a bit more. Yeah, the the effects in some moments in this movie definitely look uh, a bit more like they come out of a video game system. Mm-hmm. But I think, too, part of that is because you're dealing with something a little bit more fantastical here as opposed to Godzilla. Yeah. And cityscapes. I mean, here you're dealing with some of that, too. But you're dealing with odder-looking creatures here, whereas Godzilla, in some respects, is, you know, more dinosaurian. Mm-hmm. This is a bit of a holdover from Shin Godzilla, the whole playing around with computers and mumbo-jumbo. It, it, to me, I hated it because I thought it slowed Shin Godzilla down. I thought there were other ways the writers could have um, incorporated information dumps better than this. But mm-hmm. to me, this – in some minor ways, you could say it's intriguing because now they're taking a more modern and, and – a technological approach to it but at the same time from 
an entertainment standpoint from a movie, yeah, it's dull. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because with Shin Godzilla, I think a lot of the time, like some of the main characters and supporting characters, they kind of spent quite a bit of time in the kind of the military tent, uh, temporary headquarters. Well, not just that, but just even in the, what was it? One of the levels of the prime minister's building or something like yeah, that? Yeah, prime minister's office and yeah. or residence. Yeah. I mean, it's a good attempt here, but I still think some of the movement seems maybe a little too fast for a creature that size. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still fun to look at, don't get me wrong, but it just, it does, like, your mind is taken out of it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. it's stuff like this while if you are like a serious like diehard fan with nothing else to do with your time the conversation they just had as far as how it detects electricity and coming up with some mumbo jumbo like they just did Mm -hmm. that didn't need to be in there (laughs) the one one thing i do like and appreciate as far as shin ultraman here even though with with Ano and uh, Gucci, they kind of pander quite a bit, you know, with Shin Godzilla and this a bit. But I at least appreciated that they kind of did some of the first iteration, like few episodes or what have you, of Ultra Q and Ultraman. Well, yeah, and again, like I said a bit ago, the way they pandered in Shin Godzilla was heavy pandering that was very obvious as to what they were doing and they still do some of that here like I said um, like the current electrical sound effects we're getting here that is straight out of the 60s show and again I Mm -hmm. wish they would simply update it Um, well not just that but the uh, the howls yeah not only with Godzilla but with some of the uh, like the monsters in here and then I'm certain going to be the same way with Ultraman and his abilities. Yeah, and again, I'm not saying like get rid of some of the traits of the roars, but just re- remaster them or redo them with modern, um, you know, uh, musical instruments if if that's what it took to create a, a roar or other means, or possibly do something that's that would fit your vision in a way. Yeah. And I know some people are like, I want to be pandered to, and it's like, okay, that's fine. And on some level, I obviously don't have a problem with that too. But when you do things like what they did throughout a lot of Shin Godzilla, not only did it just not match up appropriately, I thought, with the film, um, 
I, to me, that's doing pandering the wrong way. And and two, if if it, if they keep recycling that when it comes to pandering down the road, it's going to get to the point where you're just going to be bored of that certain niche. Well, yeah, you and, probably would start tuning off. Well, yeah, and I've said before too. I don't mind certain things being recycled or winked at or whatever over the course of a number of years with films. I don't have a problem with that, but I want to s- gradually see some new things as well because that's what maintains these properties for generations. Is you're always at least trying something new and things that work continue for a while until you try the next new thing, etc. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't like try to move things forward a little bit. Yeah. Because in today's day and age, I could easily pop in my DVDs or Blu-rays and watch the old stuff if I want to. I don't, I don't always want, you know, you know, 2023's, version of 1962's King Kong versus Godzilla. I don't want that because I already have that movie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the one thing with that uh, Netflix anime trilogy. It tried to do something new with it. Yeah. Well, and they tried with Shin Godzilla. And and I admit, not everything's going to stick to the wall. And I've always said I give them an A for effort with Shin Godzilla, but I just thought the execution and everything was just awful. <laughs> mm-hmm. So here's our look at Ultraman. Pretty much sort of all silvery. Doesn't quite have that reddish uh, patterns on there yet, the way it looks. I like the fact, too, we're not too far into the film and we're hitting the ground running. The one thing I do appreciate when it comes to the Shin Ultraman is that they don't have that white indicator kind of on the uh, the chest part. Thank God. That was always a thing that did annoy me about that classic series was that 30 seconds into the fight, he was already well, that, gone. I'm like, seriously? Why are you even here then? You're almost worthless. <laughs> well, not, not just the classic series, but the entire Ultra franchise. Well, yeah, that too. I'm just saying classic series just because this one is based off of more of the classic one. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is that they put some of the detail on the original mask there of how it looked before they sort of refined the suit. Yeah. See, like that stuff is a good pander like it's minor details some of it you may not even notice unless you Mm -hmm. really pay attention oh shit (laughs) what just happened there was an explosion (laughs) even if you didn't see it the sound should tell you what it was yeah This Ultraman, little OP. (laughs) 
when I was playing my Lego DC super villains game before hopping on here, there was a cutscene at one point where um, the superheroes of Earth 3 came and met with the Justice League mm-hmm. and the Superman version from that Earth 3 introduced himself as Ultraman. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if uh, Super Raya ever noticed that. Well, I think that whole multi-Earth thing in DC, that I think that's a relatively recent thing. Yeah, speaking of which, they're going to have a the Infinite Earth Crisis animated movie coming up on that soon. Yeah, I uh, read some about that. I think it's going to be like a three-part movie. Yeah. I've been trying to get an idea as far as when the uh, new animated films might be coming out next year, but haven't seen anything yet. But mm-hmm. anyways, back to Shin Ultraman. Yeah. <laughs> This lady here is something else, as you'll see over the course of the movie. I wouldn't doubt it. There's something about her, Jason, that I think you will find very funny. (laughs) (laughs) And you'll know when it happens. And if somehow you miss it, I will point it out to you. I find it funny the SSSP logo is like a plushie. <laughs> That's Japan for you. They'll come up with anything. <laughs> I like how they try to hide her face as much as possible till a certain point. Yeah, and there's no reason why, unless she's a big actress in Japan, I don't know, but I don't know. (laughs) So? For some reason, I'm kind of getting the vibes of the uh, Ultraman manga. Uh, manga. It's possible that the manga could have inspired some of this. I've never read any of it, so I have no clue. Yeah, it's it's sort of like a sequel to like the original Ultraman, but it's like way different in a way, where they do a like a suit version like a metallic suit version of Ultraman where you get the powers from. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I build my foundations on cheeseburgers. <laughs> And I mean, we go out for a cheeseburger, and then we'll figure it out from there. <laughs> Get some Wagyu burgers. Oh, God. Uh, I hate you now. <laughs> 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 
don't they realize he's a little bit different after his whole uh, going to protect a child moment? He's he's distant. Because, you know, at, <laughs> isn't he always that they just kind of shrug. Their shrug <laughs> yeah, OK, he's back. <laughs> yeah, he's just doing his usual thing, you know? Yeah, he's always reading 50 books a day. Maybe, maybe taking a little, uh, a little number two in the uh, the forest. Look, Jason, if you really need to use the restroom, <laughs> go do it. <laughs> oh, I can manage. What's with them and some of their plushies that they have in their offices? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What is their problem with the U.S.? I mean, I understand some people still have an issue with our occupation there, and I do get that on some level. But my gosh, you're pissing on the electric fence. <laughs> and you know what they say from Ren and Stimpy? Don't piss on the electric fence. Boop. <laughs> Well, why don't you just say so beforehand or just text me? <laughs> Look, if he were to ask, there's a possibility she could be like, I am an independent woman. I can get it my own, damn it. <laughs> In this moment, he could be damned if he doesn't, damned if he doesn't. <laughs> I have been in those situations before, and believe me, I am a feminist all the way through, and there have been times where I've been considerate, and they're like, I'm an independent woman. I can do it myself, and I'm like, geez, I'm just trying to help, and there have been times where I didn't do it even though I thought I should ask, and then they're like, why didn't you ask? I'm like, I can't win, can I? <laughs> independent who don't need no man. <laughs> and that's fine. Again, I am a diehard feminist, but <laughs> – it, at times, it's so confusing. Did you see that? <laughs> the spanking on the butt. The grabbing and spanking. Yep, she's she's got a thing for butts. <laughs> It would be nice with the uh, the subtitles here that I'm reading. Is that there? You, you can tell if they're supposed to be italic because they're using the the HTML tags for the italics, which the, yeah. the tags are showing up. Well, that's the thing about this particular release, at least for U.S. audiences, is that. Um, Unlike Shin Godzilla, where they did put in subtitles where necessary, for whatever reason, that didn't happen here. But this is a different company yeah, it's that a, acquired it's a different, the rights and distributed it. Yeah, it's a different uh, 
was it Cleopatra, whereas Shin Godzilla was released by Funimation. Yeah. Where at least they had some experience. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Cleopatra... I mean, I never knew of anything of Cleopatra. I yeah, didn't same here. This, until this movie. Yeah, this is this is the first for me of encountering this uh, distributor. Yeah, and even with the explosions, they still recycle the same sound effect. Like, just make your own <laughs> sound effect for once. <laughs> oh my god, that is so King Kong. 1962. Well, yeah. <laughs> but then again, you know, they use the King Kong roar. Um... um for King Caesar. But that was just straight out of it. <clears throat> and then even with the uh, the B2 there that they use the sound effect for like the, the flying planes and all that from the Ultraman show. Yuck, yuck. <laughs> I like to know how that creature can even see. I gotta run for my life. Oh, wrong movie. Yeah. That was a bit weird. You know. That is one character that I would like to have a little bit more background information on as to why she's so fascinated with butt grabbing. 
<laughs> because that is so different. I don't think I have come across anyone nor heard of anyone who loves not only grab their own butt, but to touch and spank, you know, everyone else's butt. Yeah. She's like one of those diehards who like loves her job so much <clears throat> and gets incredibly turned on by various aspects of it, mm -hmm. including certain types of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the visual aesthetic of Gabora here. But again, the way it moves just seems a little off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's also King Caesar there. Got some dance moves there. He loves break dancing. I've noticed throughout this release uh, of the actual Blu-ray, and I've purchased two Blu-rays of this movie. There are two or three moments at least over the course of the movie where it only lasts half a second. You have to like see it to really notice it. And there's one moment midway through the movie where it becomes apparent just because the background is dark. Mm -hmm. But there are occasional like little green pixels that show up diagonally on the top corners yeah. of the picture. Like it happens for half a second. And I don't know why. Like I thought it was a problem with my first Blu-ray. So I bought a second one and it's the same thing in the exact same spot. So it's something with how these were produced. Mm -hmm. He's just fully taking it on. <laughs> Gabor's beam. Yes. 
it's still a little early, but since we're already on the second kaiju, I have a point that I want to bring up about this movie that I have a, a strike against it. Mm-hmm. And that is this movie feels like a collection of brief Ultraman episodes mm-hmm. that there is very little, I guess, um, um, like proper transition from one kaiju to another kaiju. And yeah, they sort of give lip service to like kaiju and what's going on. But beyond that, there's no real explanation as to why things are happening. And the fact that it is always a one-off battle between Ultraman and insert Kaiju here that it's it's just it doesn't feel cohesive mm-hmm. the movie and that stinks a little bit because I thought you know you get some other things going here and instead it just feels like a collection of individual episodes where a certain kaiju or alien comes in for a bit, causes a little bit of problem. Ultraman then comes in, fixes it, and then we move on. It just – it's not cohesive. And so for whatever strange reason, Ano and Higuchi decided to make that decision, and I guess because it's based off of a character who had a TV series with <clears throat> very enormous amounts of kaiju – I think they were trying to figure out ways of inserting enough kaiju in there to satisfy the audience. Mm -hmm. And if that was sort of the idea, which I do believe to some degree there is some legitimacy to that idea, they end up making a not really cohesive story. Mm -hmm. And it's just – it's weird. It, It feels weird. Because you're like, well, why is this hap- – like everything that happened before almost is, is completely forgotten. Well, and it seems like – well, it seems like that they don't quite have a, a straight storyline or a certain plot. No, there really behind isn't. Behind it. With some of the human characters, there sort of is, but – but with the monsters and segments of it, and, yeah, and, and I've and I've seen bits and parts of it throughout uh, the its entire release, and even up until now, like with like you'll suddenly get this intelligent alien. I forget the name, and then that sort of kind of leads up to that. But it's like you don't even really get it that sort of sense right now. Yeah, it Until just a certain point. It things just happen <clears throat> with it, they they just sort of happen without any real transition. Mhm. Or like some sort of story plot to kind of tie everything together or try to make things make sense. And one other thing I want I do want to give this film major props for I do like the characters in this movie a lot. I do think they all have unique characteristics. Um, I understand their motives. I understand who they are as people because they're fleshed out 
just well enough to where I get a sense of who they are. I understand all of their motives and I like a lot of them. Now, granted, I'm not saying, you know, if you have a villain that you can't like them, but I think you can like them because they are a good villain. And, you know, Mm -hmm. here we don't have any bad human villains um, in this film, but Shin Godzilla was just awful in terms Mm -hmm. of characters. It just like, it seemed like everyone was awful and they weren't just awful because some of them had devious motives or something like that. But some of them were awful. And just the fact that you had no one to root for, and there just was no real depth to a lot of these characters either. Mm -hmm. They even do a bleep. For a bad I word, know. yeah, that's sort of dumb. <laughs> Even though that they write it like, actually write it down the subtitles, but yet they bleep it. <laughs> so, like right here, here we get our alien friend here, and it's just it just kind of happens, <laughs> you mm. know. I do love uh, the dubbing that they do for this character. Mm. Or you you actually doing the dub? I am. Oh. <laughs> I'm doing the, the subtitle. <laughs> so what was the swear word the guy was trying to say? Was it shit? Yeah. Uh, that's what I thought. obsession with computers and tech i mean that's very much an appropriate commentary on the world we live in anymore yeah my computer (laughs) by the way i'm gonna go to the restroom here i'm gonna be right back i told you (laughs) i'll be right back i'll i'll make it fast i hope so I don't know if any of you guys really want to hear this or not, but (laughs) before we got started, you know, I took a restroom break and Jason was saying he needed to take one, but he was going to hold it. (laughs) I told no, like we got 20 minutes go. And he says, well, (laughs) that's not enough time. (laughs) So I'm like, it takes you 20 minutes to go to the bathroom. (laughs) And he's like, well. I kind of like to do other things in there. And I'm like, what do you do, Reed? I just, he needed 20 minutes. I go, dude, no, you don't. We've got a podcast coming up. Just go. You got 20 minutes. It's more than enough time. I know you probably didn't want to hear that, but I thought it was so funny. I just, like, I thought maybe some of you out there could appreciate the comedy.
I always thought that particular design was incredibly unique. Um, this hollowed out backing, like I, I, I know it. Um, probably doesn't matter much in the grand scheme of things and all that but it's little details like that like when you're designing it like who would have taken the time to be like well wait a minute here instead of flushing out everything like you normally would with a body why don't we have its backside hollowed out like i mean i like little details like that it's not much but i still think it's pretty cool I find it weird Ultraman, though, would have pulled out a gun instead of doing one of his more, you know, super-powered moves. All right, I'm back. Well, of course he does. I mean, he, he doesn't need to look at the camera in order for... <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> And now they get the secret. <laughs> they do, yep. And they get it about a third of the way into the film. 
Which is interesting because obviously throughout the TV series, they don't really even start guessing that your main character is the Ultra character in question until, what, maybe halfway through the series? Mm-hmm. Gigabash is on pre-order from Limited Run Games. Yeah, I've seen that. Is that any good? I've seen bits of it here, and I think they were doing some test runs at G-Fest in some of the years. Because I think they've had some panels there with some of the guys that developed the game. I thought it was and, a different game. And I think it's pretty good. It's kind of like uh, Destroy All Monsters Melee and like those kinds of uh, Godzilla games. That's kind of what I thought it might be. Yeah, and they've been... I think they've been doing some kind of DLC packages where you can get some of the Godzilla monsters and even Ultraman in there. But I don't think I've seen anything as far as any gamma-related stuff. But he got captured by an alien. <laughs> I don't know why they have to do everything in the dark. Well, remember Zareb, like when he showed up at their headquarters, like the electricity and all that stuff went out. I think he's doing that here. I don't like the fact, too, that they just willy-nilly kind of give in to Zareb without there at least being a few moments of them kind of like uh, do we trust this dude? Well, especially in kind of the outfit that he's wearing. I'd be yeah. a bit <laughs> suspicious. Oh yeah, we can trust him. He's holding a Tommy gun. Doesn't that make you a little <laughs> curious? <laughs> he just called me a non-signatory. What? Windy over there? No, it was just me breathing. So, I don't remember much from the original series involving Zara, but I thought there there was one Zara. Is he somehow able to multiply himself or something? That was Bolton. Well, yeah, but I thought because this Zareb is right here, he's also at the Prime Minister's. Like, are there multiple Zarebs that just are of one mind, or is he able to multiply himself? 
Because I knew Bolton could do that, but I didn't know if Zareb could do the same thing. I'm not entirely sure. Oh, there was the green thing again. the men in black memory eraser <laughs> maybe they base it off of that just because he showed up <laughs> I don't get that line of thought. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he just appeared. <laughs> that doesn't mean that he's evil or anything. He didn't right. do anything. Just because Jason shows up at my house doesn't mean he's going to kill me. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Shut up. They solved that pretty fast. I will say that. A lot of shots. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> if you go to a different country, that doesn't sound like what that tank actually sounds. It'd <laughs> be funny if they used like a little kid going, <laughs> <laughs> or like a moped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> I was looking at my little screen here on my end of my camera, and all of a sudden I get these animated balloons just randomly just popping up on my screen. <laughs> Happy birthday! <laughs> Not for like another few months. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what the what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't even do anything to trigger it. Oh well. <laughs> I 
<laughs> I see. That's it. That's all you have to say for yourself? Great power comes with great responsibility. Okay, Stanley. <laughs> I'm not your buddy, friend. No. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be funny if that's what he said immediately. Would you just, just tell me one thing? No. Again, they're actually showing up more than I thought. I haven't seen anything yet. Well, like I said, it's such, it's so brief. I find it hard to believe, though, I would get two bad discs back to back, but I don't know. Maybe that is a possibility. looking suit is kind of visually stunning but because of how they have it move and maybe the lack of some extra rendering perhaps it still is a little ooh you know <laughs> like yeah it, it still seems like a video game of sorts mm-hmm Like I was saying earlier, when you were gone, I find it very, 
creative that the whole backside of Zareb is hollow and just what it took for someone to say, wait a minute, instead of creating, you know, a typical character like we do, why don't we take his backside and hollow it out? (laughs) I mean, just, it's nothing uberly spectacular, but it's aesthetically unique. Mm Mm-hmm. And I like the the battle here where they kind of fly through the city. This is one of the better ones, I think, of the movie. <laughs> Peekaboo! Ah! think that's wise considering that you know he turns into this like 150 foot being with superpowers do you honestly think you can hold that man (laughs) (laughs) nope he would have to be like superman and man of steel where he just says look i can escape but i won't I like on on their desk how they have those little boulder type of sh- uh, shaped like objects that they have around uh, ocean bays and all that to prevent <laughs> or to break the waves and all that. Yeah, to prevent erosion. Yeah, prevents erosion. I think it's also meant to, like, prevent any vessels from, like, trying to crash into harbors as well. Mm -hmm. And see, this one is just kind of out of nowhere where she's just all... Absolutely. Where she just is just a giant... Well, and I mean, it was set up with the beta capsule, but yeah, I mean, it just, it happens. Like she didn't bust through a building unless she, maybe she did it out on the streets, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I I mean, it just, it happens. I mean, I appreciate where they kind of make it like... The Ultra Q and the Ultraman show, but just gotta have a little bit of context and 
a bit of a plot that kind of leads into some of these things. Instead of just put it in there simply for the pandering fact. Yeah, I mean, again, it, the magic word is cohesive. But mm-hmm. I will give it this. Despite the fact this isn't cohesive, the way they are somehow able to jump from moment to moment is still kind of a skill because it's not overly jarring, but it's just a little bit smooth to where if you're just sitting here watching it with your brain turned off, you may not necessarily notice it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's still obviously not cohesive enough. It still is jarring to where, yeah, you watch the movie once and you go, wait a minute. Like, And then they bring in another intelligent life form, which yep. is just one thing after another. Yeah, I think it's Metpheus, if I remember the name. Yeah. Where you get it's that uh, one creature you get to see in the, uh, the, the main menu of the Blu-ray. Yeah, that's Metpheus, I thought. Yeah. <clears throat> I would think, though, that if she used that beta capsule, which I'm assuming is what happened, like it would have done more than just made her large. Like transformed her, at least. Transformed her into something. Mm Mm-hmm. In the dub, when he says, so another giant hassle, the way it said it, it's almost as if he says another giant asshole. Mm. And then where you get kind of the, the lifeless version of the main character here with Ultraman there, it's sort of like, I don't know how long it's been, but <laughs> the body should have started decomposing. Exactly. That's another problem I have with it. I'm like, it should be decomposing and or like woodland creatures should be gnawing on it. (laughs) Yeah. Especially with being fully exposed out in the forest there. Unless there's some weird shield or something to protect and preserve it. I don't know. Yeah, it could be one thing. We'll find out because I don't remember if that is true here or not. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you bring up such a enormous question for a movie that you know that's not what we're interested in here (laughs) (laughs) I do like this actor though the way he plays uh 
plays the character. Mm-hmm. It's like for a second, I thought it kind of looked like uh, one of the actors that's in uh, Godzilla Minus One, but isn't quite the same person. Because I've seen that actor before. I think he was in some other Ultraman show or other tokusatsu shows. His face is a little creepy. (laughs) (laughs) You need proof he rips off his face and it's like a bunch of weird little creatures that crawl over. (laughs) (laughs) Like maggots, cockroaches. Not really maggots, but just other extraterrestrial type of creatures. Like, (laughs) oh, that's what you were thinking of. Like a Tasmanian devil. It's just like the uh, newer Ultraman gadgets, gadgets where they have some kind of huge type of device to transform into other Ultraman. Yeah. <clears throat> no, we just decided to put those on there for whatever reason. We just went through with this with Zareb and the fact that they may go through <laughs> with it again. It's just like, oh, for the love of God, how stupid are you? Like, Yeah, it's it's just like that one saying, fool me once, uh, shame on me, and fool me twice, shame on you <laughs> sort of thing. So it's like if you were tricked the first time around, you'd be even more suspicious the second time around. But yeah, it's just <laughs> – it's just like the show they just completely forget <laughs> well and and the show is something a little bit different just because um you know it's aimed more for kids and on top of that the quicker um production times and stuff yeah but i'm, I'm more comes, willing to forgive a, a tv series made in the 60s when it, but when it comes when it comes to this movie it's just like 
there's no exception to that. Yeah, that yeah, there there really isn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You fool me, can't get fooled again. <laughs> That's what George W. Bush said. <laughs> fool me three times. There's an old saying Tennessee, you fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me twice. You fool me, can't get fooled again. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All the, the typical playground scenes that you see in anime and some other live related tokusatsu shows. live action tv shows yeah like you get a number of these throughout like the ultra series <clears throat> and uh isn't it kind of interesting how the playgrounds are always a little dilapidated yeah well and, and i'm not entirely sure the case is over there but it's like i know over here that you need some certain permissions to film that locations whereas i'm guessing oh, i'm Japan sure that you don't need to have permissions and parks and all that so that's probably where they do a lot of the filming yeah i mean i'm sure in japan it's very similar to where yeah like mm -hmm. you need to get the local government or whatever to sign off on it, yeah because like because i know there's there's a rule that you can't fly drones or anything over there. You would need like permissions to film with drones. Well, and I think even here too, there's got to be something with drones too, because um, there have been issues. I think they've been concerned about like aircraft, maybe hitting them or privacy issues as well. Mm-hmm. The fact that this Kaminaga, the decision to have him distant and sort of act robotic in this movie, I think was a bit of a mistake because even though I still like Ultraman, his human form here is not quite as fun as in the series. I, I would rather there still be more personality. Well, you character. saw you saw one of the scenes where there were two of the same guys. One of the one is the original one that was laying on the ground in that forest, and then you have the one that's Ultraman. Right, I get that, but like even whereas, in whereas in the TV show, we didn't really necessarily saw see that, but we think it was one the same. We didn't see double the same person. Right, but my point is that I still wish the human form of this Ultraman, whether he inhabited the person's body or he cloaks himself, 
I still wish there was some personality. I mm-hmm. get why they're doing it because they're make because they're saying this Ultraman, uh, it like copied the human form, and maybe this is how he is or how their people are on their planet. Like on some level, I understand why they did that, but your hero needs to be someone that you really identify with in your story. And mm-hmm. if you make that hero just kind of distant and not charismatic in some way, shape, or form, it just you just you're kind of meh on them. Mm-hmm. That'd be funny if Ultraman threw his shot glass across the bar and said, bitch, no, you don't. I do. (laughs) (laughs) The government in this movie. Watch me. <laughs> See here they're talking about him fusing. Mm-hmm. So did he actually fuse when he went back to the forest or – that's what I would like to know. Because that's confusing. Because it didn't make it seem clear to me that if that's indeed what he did, that nothing was really <clears throat> shown to suggest that. Mm-hmm. I bet they're drinking water. That's <laughs> what it is. We can't have our actors getting drunk on set. (laughs) They'd act like raving lunatics. No. If you're going to wine and dine me, then you need to wine and dine me. Her and her butts. <clears throat> oh, Met Metphilus, or is or is it Metfees? Um, Metphilus. Okay. Then wasn't there something Metfees? Who am I thinking of? 
I swear there's a character called Metfees, but I don't know. Maybe it's a totally maybe, different. Maybe from Sonic the Hedgehog, perhaps? <laughs> no, let me. Because I know there's a character's name along that lines. Oh, the anime trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> Two totally different things. <laughs> it's Metfees. <gasps> I can't believe that. Oh, well. When it's similar. I'll let it slide this time. Okay, FedEx driver. No need for that. What, a FedEx driver in front of your house? He sped off in his truck. <laughs> He's he just a street wants, race or something. He just wants to be noticed. Well, he got noticed. <laughs> Notice me, senpai. <laughs> what the heck? This is definitely a weird aspect that they gave to this Ultraman. I will say that. I do not approve. It's like, what's the point? <laughs> I can tell. <clears throat> I'm uncomfortable even watching that. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> can you imagine if you were the actress and you knew this was coming up? Like, you would be really making sure, like, you cleaned up. <laughs> Like within moments of filming, yeah, <laughs> and you're like, don't fart, don't fart, don't. Like You've returned. Uh, I think they did it intentionally for um, for this movie to once again make the government look foolish. And they are. <laughs> well, it's just like with Shin Godzilla, too, because... Uh, both uh, Hideki and uh, Higuchi, uh, or Ano and Higuchi, that they weren't, uh, they didn't really care much for the government. Well, yeah, and I think, <clears throat> yeah, and I think there's some debate too. Um, I don't know for certain, but I think they take sort of a nativist stance. Maybe, but I'm not sure on that. Mm -hmm. And then Ultraman responds, your mom, one of my favorite sayings. <clears throat> I'm surprised for as hard as he threw that, that that didn't like on some level create some damage and turbulence. Mm-hmm. 
Now, granted, I understand the government here pulled a 180 on Metphilus, but still, like, I, you know the government was going to go along anyway until the uh, SSSP came in. They're like, okay, go along with it, but we're going to do it this way. <laughs> <laughs> That line should have been excised. <laughs> this is covered by the warranty. Come on. Like, this movie has done a pretty decent job of handling its comedy, but that was, it's just like, I like a good comedy bit, but that one was just a bit of a groaner considering, you know. <laughs> well, trying to make a comedy, but in a more serious stance is just. In that moment, it was not appropriate. Yeah. <clears throat> I just think these characters move too fast. Either that or they um maybe you know there was no well, mocap or maybe there just wasn't more work done to like and a bit, finish and a bit abnormal too. Yeah, like just the movement is wonky. <clears throat> I do like the music though. Yeah, and instead of that little light on his chest, the red starts to disappear from uh, from his suit when his power starts to get a little low. Yeah, the one thing I was going to mention about earlier, yeah, it turns the green where it was the same way in the first bout when he uh, sort of fuses or copies the main characters. Um mm -hmm. Uh, skies. And see, I'm, you know, maybe there's something you have to understand Ultraman lore that I'm just not well versed in, but just the fact that Mephiles sees that one Ultraman and just says, I'm out, I, I don't get that, and it's not satisfying. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know anything? Like, is about like this gold Ultraman or anything? Like, I think it. From what I heard, it's uh, Zoffy. So is Zoffy like a god or something? I don't really know. I know they've only made two specific movies back in the. I think it was in the eighties or something. 
of uh, Zafi because they didn't make a specific TV show of this particular huh. Ultraman. And he looked different. He wasn't gold or anything of the sort. So I don't have any knowledge or specifics of the specific Zafi in way. Interesting. So whenever we get around to doing Zafi, we'll find out. <laughs> because it, to me, there's something involved with that specific Ultraman, but then again, if that's supposed to be Zafi and you're saying he was never gold, then like, is there some stripe indications on his suit that tell you it could be Zafi? I think if I remember, he kind of had some sort of like the cylinder, cylinder kind of half sphere like dots kind of on his shoulders or something of the sort. I, mean, I think you looked a little bit similar. If if you just Google it up, uh, Ultraman Zafi, you'll kind of see what he looks like. Yeah, because otherwise, like, <clears throat> even if someone who might be pretty well versed in the Ultraman lore may not even know what the heck happened, they're like, why this Ultraman? I don't. I mean, like I said, I've only seen this a couple times, and each time it's been spaced out enough. I, I'm I don't remember a whole lot as far as like particulars involved with the film, but. Mm-hmm. See, they say merge, but we see the one body just lying there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zophie. Okay. Zophie, Safi, yeah. Sophie a villain? No, I think it's I think within this lore that there's some kind of code or something that 
sort of illegal to do certain things where like if you do certain thing like something happens i'm not entirely sure but still like the fact that he believes that the only appropriate thing to do is to kill the human race is like really dramatic and uncharacteristic uncharacteristic well i think there was something there with a bio weapon or something of the sort when fusing uh with a certain um other race yeah but then you punish him you don't exterminate the human race yeah which is the one thing which kind of confuses me in a way and what i find to be interesting anyways is like <clears throat> at least from the limited things that i've seen with the few ultraman movies that i've watched and some of the series i could see them yeah maybe disciplining him but not to the point to where maybe like they kill him or beat him or anything like that i forget the name of this kaiju uh zedan Z- uh, zetan yeah yeah it's an interesting take on the kaiju. Mm-hmm. And I know it wasn't really a, a weapon from the Planet of Light, uh, was it Ultraman's world, but uh, it's kind of interesting how they sort of came up with the idea to kind of make it as a sort of a last resort weapon. Yeah, but see, the way they're sort of redoing, again, I give them an A for trying something different, but again, I just... I'm not a fan of a murdering <laughs> Ultraman yeah. who uses kaiju as a weapon. Yeah, which which when I sort of heard about that um, a while back, was, I kind of said to myself, that's a bit odd. Yeah. I, mean, I don't uh, ever remember of anything so far in the Ultra franchise that kind of led to that. Yeah, the only thing that I would be okay with is if <clears throat> instead of Zofi, it was Belial. Mm, right. That you know, that would be the only thing I'd be like, okay, because I know this dude was you know a villain from the word go. Well, know, he but... was he was Belial. He was part of the well, whole yeah, race. But then he just kind of uh, turned against his race. Yeah, but Zofi, like you said, you are not aware of anything like that happening with that one. And the yeah. fact, too, that he, from the Planet of Light or whatever it is, the fact that they seem to be okay with this, too, is just like, huh? Yeah. And again, it's another transition that's just, it's a little jarring, but it just, it's kind of like, here we are. We're here to another one. <laughs>
Apparently not. But it's a ball of energy. Like, <laughs> you can't fire those and expect to, like, stop that ball of energy. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> if anything, you, yeah, you may pre-detonate it, but then you're still screwed. I will say, like, this movie is a bit jarring, which makes it exhausting. But at the same time, it's got a brisk pace to it. Mm-hmm. Even though it's about close to two hours. <laughs> uh, about close to two hours that it doesn't feel like it's no. that amount. And I mean, it hit the ground running. Mm hmm. And it basically stayed that way. Yeah. But again, like I said, like every time I've watched this, I find myself tired by this point because, again, it's just jumping around. There's things are just happening <clears throat> without much of a cohesiveness. Again, like <clears throat> I said, it's, it's like a collection of best of episodes <laughs> right Damn, he's just taking all the hits. If that were the original 
65 ultra man he would have been gone half a an assault ago <laughs> yeah. yeah the narrator would be like the blinking light on oh he's mm. dead <laughs> he would be getting ready to explain it right <laughs> why isn't he on fire yet <laughs> who knows The fact that they're waiting this long to destroy Earth is just head scratching. <laughs> They've lost all their emotions long ago. After being duped so many times, like, why even bother having emotions? <laughs> why am I doing this job? <laughs> why am I not smiling? Why am I not laughing? Why am I not sad? <laughs> Why do I feel indifferent? <laughs> Duty do, we're all gonna die, yet we do our daily things. Like nothing's ever happened. Yeah. Hi, monster, that's gonna kill us. That's not how Earth would be like. And <laughs> <Yeah. that> <laughs> like they're going to repair part of Tokyo. It's like <laughs> they would be saying, ah, screw it. Everything's going to be destroyed. They love that plushie. <laughs> they want to give it as much attention as possible, I guess. You know what? I've been seeing it so often that I want one now. <laughs> Don't be brainwashed. Too late. <laughs> yeah, you think you have that, but the <laughs> mankind as a whole doesn't. <laughs> Thank you, Socrates. Bingo. I'm going to sip my energy drink. It's called Monster. How ironic. They keep showing these math formulas, and these guys know most of us are not going to understand that. Right. 
Look at how smart we are. Look, they could they could put AV plus two B equals AV two B two to two to two, and I'd be like, okay, that seems like it might be right. <laughs> we'll just go with that <laughs> because I don't know. <laughs> because fuck it. <laughs> Not only doing the the subtitles, but the guy's still he's sort of speaking English, doing all the equation. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Did he say Adidas shoes? Yes, because I need a pair right now. <laughs> so I'm just reminding myself. <laughs> I forgot to put it on my list. Hold that thought. That'd be funny if he poked his head up and said, no, and then went back. <laughs> no, grabs her butt. <laughs> That's an ongoing gag between the two of them. He just says no at the most inappropriate of times. <laughs> <laughs> Go, go, Power Range. Oh, wrong thing. <laughs> More like the Death Star. We got Death Star, Death Star, Death Star, Death Star, Death Star, Death Star. <laughs> I haven't heard that in a long time. Neither have I. <laughs> but it's obviously catchy. I bet it is. <laughs> that's about me at this point it's like uh, it's been fun but at this point it's exhausting trying to understand what's happening and why mm -hmm. <laughs> oh that was funny if that were me I'd take the tablet from that guy's hand throw it down the hall and hope it broke <laughs> <laughs> fetch it I just I wouldn't say anything. I just quickly grab it and throw it and keep walking. <laughs> I 
So you're saying you're a tool. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> and then he just says, no. <laughs> <laughs> No. If I really felt like there was an appropriate build up to this point, I would feel like this moment would have more dramatic weight. And mm -hmm. as it stands, I'm just like, okay, like, we know he's going to win. Yeah, maybe he'll die, but otherwise, it's just like all the other things. He got defeated this time, whereas the other times, not really, but still. You know, I mean, it just uh, – that's the one thing about this movie that I mm, I wish they had fixed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Get away! It's an ink blot! <laughs> you doofus, it's a black hole. What? <laughs> oh! <clears throat> And this part definitely goes on a little bit longer than it should. Mm -hmm. Well, there goes that promise. <laughs> <laughs> you broke your promise, damn it. <laughs> Then she yells up into the sky, Jake! His name is now Jake. <laughs> I said jerk. Oh, I swear you said Jake. <laughs> it sounded like Jake to me. <laughs> I, I know what I said. Yeah, and I truly shut believe up. you said Jake. Shut up. You said Jake. <laughs> <laughs> There's this weird side conflict between the two of them that the movie spends on for five minutes. <laughs> but I swear you said Jake. What made you come to that conclusion? Like, Ultraman could have done it anyway. Okay, maybe he got a little bit of advice from the nerd guy. But you mean to tell me Ultraman maybe didn't know about that because this Zeton was a weapon of theirs on their home planet. You would think they would all know the kill switch on that thing anyways. Mm-hmm. 
none of this makes sense. It's it just it's a nice little bow where it's like, hope you're not paying attention to the plot hole here. But mm. anyways. <sighs> Actually, we're not that complex. We're pretty easy to figure out. <laughs> <clears throat> They're running out of time. You were about ready to exterminate them all, damn it. <laughs> Shit. Oh, that was Ultraman talk. I thought it was Zofie. I'm like, Zofie, you hypocrite. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, humans uh, understand that it happens, but to say they accept their death, it's like... Well, <laughs> nobody really wants to die necessarily. <clears throat> now you have two more wishes. So how is that possible? That they somehow fused, but yet Kaminaga's actual body was on the forest floor there. And he's saying he fused. Doesn't look like they're in the forest now. <laughs> Meanwhile, that shows a wolf out in the forest gnawing on that other body. <laughs> Boy, that, that sort of abruptly <laughs> ended right there. Yep. Well, need I remind you, it was directed by Ano and Higuchi. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to remind you of that. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a bit obvious. <laughs> All right, Jason. Uh, being as you were the one who had not seen this out of the two of us, I am more curious as to um, your thoughts here on the film. I think it was alright. I'm kind of in sort of the same ballpark as you. It's bit better than Shin Godzilla in a way, but just how it's presented, sort of kind of like a serialized TV show in a way where it just felt like people sort of forget after when one intelligent life after another that it, it just seems like they just forget the previous <laughs> uh, situation where it's like they should have been suspicious the second yeah. time around and all that. And also it's just like uh, sort of focusing on a lot of an inanimate objects in a way, like shot after shot, like every there second are weird or so. camera angles in the film. Yeah. 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 And um, the visual effects is pretty good. Could have been a little bit polished uh, here and there, and the music in here is pretty good. But again, with 
um, the sound effects and everything. Got to make your own um, sound effects to sort of fit, uh, fit your vision and to make it more believable because a lot of that just sort of takes you out of the movie a little bit. It just is the same with Shin Godzilla. You got to just <laughs> make your own or at least remaster them to fit it perfectly in a way, but come on. <laughs> I think it's worse in Shin Godzilla only because uh, you have the main character in Godzilla roaring enough times and then you have the military firing off uh, artillery quite a bit too over the course of that movie that I think it's <laughs> it's 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 a bigger offender there than it is here. Yeah, and, and also again, it's just for the reasons of pandering and stuff, I, I get that. I know we discussed this earlier as far as there can be a certain amount of pandering, but if you keep on doing the same thing over and over again, it just gets gets to the point to where it's like you just start to get sick and tired of it. And so if you were to give it a letter grade now, what would you give it? Um, I would say as of right now – I give it a C plus. Yeah, I there are a lot of things I could dive into with this movie, but I want to save most of that for when we do the actual discussion of the film at a later date. But um, you know, kind of like like we do with a lot of these commentaries, we point out and say certain things that we like or don't like or indifferent to as we go over the course of the film. But I think it's pretty apparent. And rightfully so, that if you were saying, well, can't really the main thing about this film that he doesn't like is the lack of cohesiveness. And you would be right. Um, you know, I there there are some other issues I have with the film. I mean, we've talked about the effects in terms of how a lot of them, they look really good, but it still seems like there are still problems with movement how they move and how fast they move is a problem but also it seems like there should be like another layer of rendering or two that should be done as well perhaps mm -hmm. um but i'm still gonna give them a passing grade by and large on effects but yeah the biggest problem i have is is this feels very episodic that even though and i will give them a little bit of credit that even though it bounces around from one problem to the next, um, there there is a tinge of smoothness that they do that. But at the same time, it's still jarring enough because I remember the first time I watched it. By the time we got to Zeton, I'm, I realized I sat back and I go, wait a minute, how the hell did we get here? And like, what happened to some of this other stuff? Mm -hmm. And so it, it – ultimately still is jarring and there's no other than Kami Naga and it seems like he's a bit of a central focus here but he's not really the main reason why things are happening except for the end when Zofi finds out that he merged with Kami Naga that uh, you know he's like shame on you son um, <laughs> it, it just you know it, stuff just happens you know it's yeah, just it's like what we were it's like what we were saying during the commentary that it felt like there's no 
centralized subplot to really focus on to kind of make the movie move along in a way. It's it's very convenient that yeah, even though we had the prologue where humans were fighting off some of the kaiju with the movie that they were telling here, it's very convenient that Ultraman shows up when he does. Um, but then, too, I think to myself, why did he need to show up? And granted, the aliens that come later are more powerful, and obviously the humans could not uh, defeat them. Part of it is from their own stupidity. But um, <laughs> like with the earlier kaiju – as shown in the prologue, humanity was able to successfully defend themselves on their own. And so, you know, I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. It does, but on a certain level, it doesn't. That a lot of things are very convenient and contrived the way they turn out. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it's episodic in a bad way. And that's the biggest problem I have with this film more than anything else. But otherwise, yeah, it's definitely better than Shin Godzilla. Um, I, I prefer this film over Shin Godzilla. Um, with that being said, I, I'm kind of with you, Jason. I think I'll give it a C+. Plus. Um, I, I think it's decent enough. Uh, that's mm -hmm. not my final grade. I definitely, once we get to a point of actually discussing this further uh i'm right, gonna yeah. take a closer look at it and really spend more time thinking about it um, yeah but yeah just coming off of this i'm i think it, it's it's fine yeah i was i was sort of that way when i was given the grade for this because i was sort of lingering between c plus and b minus that way so i'm still don't quite have the final thoughts as far as grading on this as of yet, but as of right now, I think C plus uh, fits it perfectly for right now until that time we actually do discuss this film more into detail. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I first saw this, I thought to myself, like, okay, better than Shin. Godzilla. Um, I keep forgetting this <laughs> shit, Ultraman. Um, but at the same time, I, like, you know, I give Shin Godzilla an F. The first time I saw it, I'm like, it's a D plus. Um, like, I still was like, eh. <laughs> before you had your uh, uh, meltdown. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like I said, I think this is like the fourth time I've seen the film. So with successive watching, it's I like it a little bit more. But this isn't like what happened with me in like um, uh, Godzilla 2014, for example, where the first time I went in and saw that in theaters, I walked out and I was kind of meh on it. But then by the second time I saw it, I'm like, whoa, like this is actually one of my favorites now. This isn't that. Because usually by viewing two, if not three, of a film, I usually have kind of a set opinion and idea of how I much I like or dislike a film. Mm -hmm. This film I don't think is going to get any better for me than a C plus. Um, I, again, like I've said before, I think Ano and Higuchi cleaned up some things and improved. 
from Shin Godzilla. But then they created, I think, a whole new set of issues with this one. So it's it's like, okay, we took two steps forward, but now we're taking like one, one and a half steps backwards with yeah. some of the new issues here. So um, definitely better than Shin Godzilla. I definitely will watch this again in the future. I do prefer how they pander in this film more than I did in Shin Godzilla. Um, there's still moments where the pandering is just like, okay, we get it, guys. <laughs> um, but I don't think it's as bad here as it is in Shin Godzilla. So, yeah, right. C-plus for me as well. Cool, cool. Yeah, I've got nothing else to add. Yeah, me neither, and I got my lunch waiting for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, again, thank you for tuning in, watching, listening, however you – absorbed this episode and um, for those that are watching or listening to this as of around December 1st uh, we will be back in a couple days with our discussion of Godzilla minus one and you will not want to miss that definitely yeah and again uh, if you're if you see a subscribe button down below or above wherever you're watching us make sure to hit that subscribe button as well as smash or stomp the like uh, the like button or yeah thumbs up button uh, <laughs> and uh, you can find uh, Daikaiji Network uh, everywhere in one place at our link tree URL there uh, forward slash Daikaiji Network and we're available on the following video platforms such as YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, Facebook and X slash Twitter and also available on the following audio platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, TuneIn, and Podbean. And you can find both video and audio versions of our episodes right on our website right there at daikaijunetwork.com. Uh, you're muted. <laughs> Whoops. Wow. <laughs> <Some> <laughs> We're professional. <laughs> so thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you in a couple days. All right. Take care, everyone. We'll see you in the next 48 hours.